Holy crap. A new introduction to the podcast. But for real, though, the rest of it will come after this. I just want to thank you guys. Um, all the five-star ratings that we're getting on all the podcast apps is awesome. And I appreciate it when I hear people telling me that someone else told them about the podcast. So you guys rock. Uh, listen to the commercials or skip by them. It's cool. And your episode's on its way. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. Alright, we are live with another episode of the Squared Away Podcast. This is your end of year episode. And we'll do something a little different this year. Last year we did uh, we did one of these where we we went over all the episodes. This year I thought, hey, let's uh, let's mix it up a little bit and we'll do uh, we'll do my top five favorite. We'll we'll interlink that with Martin's top five, and then I went to the went to the download numbers, and we've got the People's Choice top five. And I'm sure some of them will overlap. But what have you? Uh, how how was your year? Let's highlight our years first. How was my year? My year was good. I mean, it was uh, with a lot of different things and challenges and challenges that were tough, but, uh, you know, I kind of like that. And we're just talking about, you know, if I'm living a life that is like a task list life, I cannot do that. Task list, not task list. Task list. Task list with a T at the end. Got it. Let me explain that. So I know we're just yip yapping about it. And it's um, people that everything in life is like one task list after another. And the prime example is I was talking about, you know, holidays, right? Some people have to have, you know, oh, it's Thanksgiving coming. So we always do this. I always hate that word always. And then Christmas is coming. So we always have to see the same fucking lights, you know. 15 to 20 years later, the kids are probably wanting to shoot themselves after, you know, if they see the same light show that they've seen every freaking year and you know you got to have you know eat this same stuff same place same bat channel so it doesn't matter when you take pictures because from one year to another it all looks the same the kids might have gotten a little bigger and that's about it so um but for me it's yeah it's different uh different travels the new people that i've met um that's what i was thinking yesterday just thankful for all these new people in my life that I've met and talked about different experiences, people that we've met on the 
podcasts that are like, I mean, talking about stuff, you know, I'll bring up one, Magda K last week. I mean, it's not stuff that, I don't know, I don't talk about it every day. And yeah. some of it's like, I don't know any of that shit, but it's like, wow. You know, when you just open your ears, that's why you got two ears and one mouth, right? When you open your ears, you listen, and it's like, wow, that's interesting. And I followed her, and all of a sudden, I don't know what the algorithm is in uh, Instagram. I followed her, and all of a sudden, I get all this other, like, shit that pops up. Oh, yeah. It's like, whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah, you like this? You might like this type shit. Yeah, this is a little beyond my uh, my normal uh, normal feed. So, But it's all, it's all learning, right? It's kind of like a little... Um, mental vacation or not mental adventure I would say so yeah it's how my I sum up my year yeah it's a it, it was an interesting year I'll say that what this year feels like for me it felt like a it felt like a preparatory year felt like a year where I was getting a lot of the groundwork laid for things that needed to be things that needed to be done but aren't necessarily visible you know you're looking at the building the foundation and and organizing the organizing the habits and getting everything in order to kind of take on some adventures and take on some challenges and still be able to maintain a a somewhat a semblance of a normal life with whatever happens to be coming you know like you ever you ever watch uh, what what was the uh what was that movie with Owen Wilson where he's drill bit Taylor? He's like a pretend Yo. fucking army guy. I don't even remember what the yeah, name of it, it is. is. Drill bit Taylor, I think is it? Know. Okay. And he's like, you know, he, he's the, he's the friend that's just the big fuck up. Right. You yeah. know, and he's in the kids hire him. Or yeah. 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 And it's just like, you know, it's, it's everything that you're doing is leading to the future of what you have coming. And you hope that you hope that the challenges that you encounter and the growth that you've got under your belt and the people that you have at your side are there for whatever you have coming and it just feels like it was that kind of year so hopefully 2024 it brings some brings some wild adventures man some hunter s thompson style wild adventures so what would you say that your preparatory is what pillar is that involve all four is that definitely all four um I would say that it it's just building the foundation for being able to take on whatever's coming, you know, being a, being confident in yourself, confident in your knowledge, confident in your body and your physical and your mental and confident that you have the, you know, you have the, the idea of living for something bigger than yourself so that when challenge really comes at you, you know that there's more to it than just, you know, dealing with a little pain. Yeah. But I'd say that that's that, that, what it felt like my year. It wasn't like a crazy adventure year. It was like a preparatory year. Preparatory. But yes, I, I agree 100%, and, and we'll get into that today with talking about the episodes, but we met some, some really awesome people this year. And we might as well start out with the, uh, we might as well start out with the people choice number one. The top downloaded episode this year was actually uh, the Chris Donaldson episode. Um, the Wrong Way was Chris's book. And if you guys don't remember, it was episode 113. It was from June 11th is when it went live. And Chris grew up in IRA Belfast, which a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are too young to really remember what that was. But it was in the, I believe, late 60s, early 70s. And it was Protestant and Catholic battling back and forth for the power of Ireland. And we're not talking like um, the type of Republican-Democrat battles we have in the United States. We're talking like true battle, car bombings and blowing up businesses and people dying. And, you know, this guy grew up being in a high school classroom, being worried about an explosion outside the classroom. and just the type of, I guess, impact that has on the mentality of a developing mind. When he turned 18, he decided, hey, I'm going to ride, a, I'm going to try to get a, an enduro bike and ride from Ireland to Australia. Well, if you guys remember the podcast or if you read the book after you got off the podcast, he, uh, 
didn't have any money to actually buy a new motorcycle, so he outfitted his Moto Guzzi, which is like a cafe racer, to try to make the trip. He left Ireland, took a ferry over to the mainland, um, started riding, and when he got to the Middle East, figure like Jerusalem area, he got hung up because of politics in that area, wasn't able to go any further um, east, and ended up having to go south and changed his entire trip from going to Australia to riding all the way down through sub-Saharan Africa. And the challenges that he encountered and the stories that he had of, you know, being held up by little kids with AK-47s in the late 70s, um, just, a, just a wild ride, you know, rolling into Cape Town months and months and months later with a, with a wax rope holding his spindle of his front wheel to his handlebars to even keep his wheel on his fucking axle, you know, just yeah. the, the, the sheer overcoming of adversity and the exploration and adventure that came from that guy's story. I can, I, I see, I loved the book and I see looking back why that it was the, the people's choice. Number one downloaded episode. If you guys want to go back to it again, it was episode one thirteen. It went live June 11th, and Chris's book was The Wrong Way, if you want to listen. But uh, what, was, what do you think was your top episode this year, man? Boy, uh, I would say episode 103. Uh, for me, it's always uh, back to squared away. Gotcha. Because it's, uh, it's always about back to basics and being a coach and going through some of the challenges of coaching basketball this year I got roped into. Well, not just football, but I just got roped in this basketball thing is is always telling these kids, you know, you got to get back to your fundamentals and that will take you all the way to your adulthood. Never forget that. And same thing with Squared Away is, you know, as operators, it's always back to basics. Do you got this squared away? Do you got that squared away? And I think sometimes we get too fancy or we get too big in our boots and we forget where our roots are and what we need to do and we start getting off kilter. So yeah, to me, it's always getting back to basics. I agree. And my favorite one, when we talk about getting back to basics, my favorite story is that Kobe Bryant story from the, uh, I don't remember what book that was from, but the, the story of the, the journalist that was supposed to interview Kobe and he's, they were at a, was that a basketball fundamental camp that they were, that Kobe was running yeah. or, you know, on, under his name, I'm sure somebody else was running it. But the, the interviewer said, Hey, you know, can we sit down tomorrow morning? Kobe said, yeah, you know, get here at 4 30 AM. I'll be here or 5 30 AM, whatever it was. So the interviewer wakes up super early and has his coffee and goes walking into the gym and he hears basketball feet, you know, that, that kind of screeching of, of basketball shoes on the, on the court. And, he goes out there and it's four thirty in the morning and Kobe's already got a, a lather on and he's getting his workout in, but he's, he's doing these drills that are just like the most basic high school basketball fundamental drills. And afterwards, you know, Kobe finishes up his workout and he comes and sits down with the guy and the guy's like, you right now, you're the absolute best basketball player in the game. Like, why are you sitting down? You know, why are you sitting around at four thirty in the morning doing, you know, basic high school fundamental drills? And he looks back at me and goes, why do you think I'm the best basketball player in the game? And it's because he's that back to the basics. And that's, that's, that one always enlightens me. That story is, is one of my favorites to tell when we're talking about, you know, getting back to the basics and, and, and the squared away basics. Yeah. No, that's a good one. What's your number one? I got to get my list out here. Oh, my number one was actually, um, it was the people's number two. And it was the, it was the laptop from hell podcast. Well, the Hunter Biden laptop. The Hunter Biden laptop podcast that we went over all the stuff that's in the book, The Laptop from Hell. If you guys want to listen to that, that episode was uh, was January 29th. It was episode 94. And uh, I actually went back and reprinted off my notes so we could just kind of go through some of the ridiculous shit that happened in that, in that book. Um, so 2019, if you guys go back and listen to the episode, but 2019, Hunter left uh, three damaged laptops at an Apple repair shop, and because he was a fucking crack addict, he never even came back for them. Um, and on one of the laptops, the gentleman was able to get all of the info off of it. Now, if you're Apple people, you understand this. If you're an Android person, this doesn't make any sense, but 
every all of your texts, all of your photos, all, everything that comes to your watch, comes to your phone, it also goes to your laptop because of your Apple ID, right? Mm-hmm. And so this guy had message strings from years of communication. He had photos from years of communication. He had everything, and he he tried to... I don't exactly remember what he did, but it was in his contract where, you know, if you didn't come back and pay for your service within 90 days of it being completed or something, yeah. the, the everything was became his, you know, content. Well, he tried to go to, uh, to go, go to a uh, uh, journalist and they didn't really get much back to him. So he went to Rudy Giuliani and Rudy Giuliani um, gets in contact with this Miranda Devine, or she gets in, or she gets in, in contact with him. Anyways, they get all of this stuff, and they basically start to go through and piece it back together, and build a timeline of the 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 shady shit that Hunter Biden was part of. And we're talking everything from now. We're starting to hear a lot more about it, but the Burisma deal with Ukraine, which Hunter was getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be in, you know basically a silent advisor to Burisma, this Ukrainian corrupt Ukrainian energy company. The energy company is paying Hunter, quote unquote Hunter, to be this advisor. And then when the CEO or the president of this Burisma starts to get um, looked at by the Ukrainian government, all of a sudden, magically, Joe makes a trip to Ukraine and basically says, we're going to withhold. This is before the Ukrainian, you know, uprising or the, the the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And he basically says, we're going to withhold all, you know, United States funding to Ukraine unless you basically let this guy off. And and that that right there is one of the most corrupt things, but it gets deeper and it gets darker and he's smoking crack and using daddy's credit card to pay for hookers. He's setting up um, meetings with Chinese businessmen to, you know, save 10% of an investment for the big man, quote unquote, the big man. And this is a lot of this is coming out now, but when we did this episode, you could barely find any information on this shit. Yeah. And the book was about the only place you could find it. Now I did see last week that Hunter ducked a subpoena and failed to show up. So I'm sure daddy got him off for that. But, uh, that, that I would say that was my number two. Um, that was the people's number two or sorry, that was my number one. And the people's number two, just because of the sheer corruption and lack of oversight and inability to prosecute the fucking elite that comes from that. And just kind of unveiling that that wizard behind the that wizard behind the curtain for a lot of the Americans that that didn't necessarily want to read the book, but they had heard some shit about it. So that was episode 94. That was January 29th. That was a while back. Yeah, that was way back. How about you? Damn. What's what's uh what's next on your list? Uh, I would say probably more impactful to myself is the episode one hundred engineering your circle because that seems like a constant eval. We did two episodes on your on the circle. We did ninety two, yep. and then eight episodes later we did a hundred. And I don't remember the difference between the two, but the episode ninety two on your circle was the people's number three. The ninety two was yep. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's it's something I think everybody has to go through. And, you know, if you're a New Year's resolution person, it's, you know, put that on your list. It's it's a constant impact on your life and your future long-term plans. So it's always review who's in your circle, and sometimes you got to shed, sometimes you got to add. So it's pretty simple, right? I've noticed um, after doing those few episodes, and I, I wouldn't say that it was – necessarily a thousand percent on purpose i think it was kind of just organic evolution but i'm really good at cutting the fat out of my circle when somebody is not you know that that what did we talk about when we when we were talking about the investment right the friendship Mm -hmm. that's an investment versus the friendship that's a bill yeah when somebody is a bill i'm really good at cutting them out what i'm not the best at and i think it gets harder as you get older is finding new investment relationships you notice that yeah. yeah it's um boy as you get older yeah it is tough i mean a lot of people are already set in their circles um 
what I'm finding out is even some of the people that I think are so squared away are actually not <laughs> after knowing them for years. Oh, which, uh, yeah. You know, kind of kicks you in the ass. But I'm starting to see a lot of people post uh, back the, you know, asking the question, who are your 6 p.m. friends and who are your 3 a.m. friends? Yeah. I'll say that you're, you are a very, very, very nice, um, trusting person. So like, I know you and I know your personality and it's a, and it's a great trait to, to have. But whereas I look at somebody and I instantly start to, um, think how much of what they're saying is bullshit. You instantly, you like take them for truth until something's been proven bullshit. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's the, the big difference between where we vary. Yeah. It, it's, I'm, I'm more like the, you know, I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I know human psychology and I can realize that half of what you're saying is bullshit. And maybe half of what I think is bullshit is actually real, but I'm erring on the side of bullshit. Whereas you're erring on the side of trust. So I could see where that would definitely come in harder way different for me and, and different for you. We have our different challenges, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just, the problem is, is like, yeah, the, the people that I get burned by are the people that are in some of the same background in history. Yeah. And you're thinking it's like, well, you know, under fire, this would be a person that, you know, is going to be firing alongside you. And then all of a sudden as life kind of goes on and probably because they don't practice being squared away, all of a sudden, they start to erode as humans. So, yeah, yeah I think that's what happens. What I notice, um, the biggest thing that's, that's really evolved for me, not biggest thing, one big thing that's evolved for me over the last, I'd say probably 10 years, is um, getting away from giving people, I, I, I'm going to say the benefit of the doubt, but that's not really the right terminology here, but giving people the, like, the benefit of the doubt or the, the unearned respect just because of age. You know, right. when you're younger, you look at somebody older and you think that they really have their shit together just because they've got 20 more years on the planet or 30 more years on the planet. Yeah. But I think over the last 10 years, I've really come to realize that, you know, there's a lot of 50 year old dudes out there that are just fucked up 20 year olds who have had 30 more years to be more fucked up. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not any more squared away. They're not any more developed. They're not any more intelligent than they were at twenty. Yeah, they're just I guess maybe a little lazier because of the energy that they have. Yeah, I know some seventy some year olds like that that have a wealth of knowledge and experience, but they just let themselves erode and they become shit bags. So yeah, it's not like I go out there and walk everywhere and just trust everybody. I swear, if I go to Walmart, I'll tell you I can list off about a hundred shit bags. And, you know, a couple minutes. Oh yeah. But it's uh, you know, I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks back, and you know, the the biggest thing is, you know, I've learned over the years, I used to be pretty harsh on people right away, and over the years, it's like you know what, it just doesn't do me any good to have that that negativity. So I just, yeah, I'll see the best in people, you know, and in relationships, uh, I always see the best in people. I don't, you know, I was in a marriage where with somebody that's always looking for you to fail, right? Yeah. And when you're in that kind of relationship, you're just walking on glass all the time. And I just rather, yeah, be in relationships where hey, guess what? If if they're off and I don't hear back for, you know, a month or something, I always think the best, okay? They're they're probably busy, right? They probably got something going on. Maybe that's a little on the nice or naive side, but you know, I have to think that way until they give me a reason not to. Yeah. I just I don't know. I have a hard time. Um, like we, we live a very different lifestyle than a lot of people, right? Like we're not, um, we're not going out. We're not getting drinks. We're not, you know, meeting for dinner three nights a week. We're not, fuck, I'm, I'm in bed at eight 30 at night, you know? So like finding people that align with my lifestyle and align with my input and output and my goals and even my interest really it's just it's it's tough man yeah well there's a lot of people out there with no goals and that's where i get probably the most frustrated is right the people that write off right away are the ones that live this task list life task list they pronounce there you go so it's it's just we don't see eye to eye 
You know, I, I can't just go day by day by day just being a robot doing the same thing. And if, if everything doesn't fit in this puzzle of you know, repetitive shit, then you just lose it. You know, that's how they, that's how these people get anxiety from. And I'm not even joking. You know, if the task list is off, boom, instant anxiety. You know, the people that, that I connect with have, have goals, have long-term things they want to accomplish. And even some of the people connect with are, are living, you know, some of the new people I've met in, in California are, are, they live day to, there's day to day struggles down there because, you know, there's real financial, you know, challenges when you're living down there that sometimes just blows me away because to be honest, we live in Wisconsin and, and cost of living here is pretty decent. So if you look at the price of mortgages compared to price of mortgages, let's say down in California, it's, it's night and day. So, you know, financial struggles, the day-to-day, you know, raising kids, single parents. It's, uh, yeah, these are people that, that are living life. They're, they don't have the luxury of being, making their life into a checklist of things that have to happen. Yeah, and I can't even imagine, I don't want to afford a new mortgage with the interest rates the way they are now here, let alone affording one in a place like California or New oh, York. yeah, imagine that. Cost your house, I mean, yeah, six, seven thousand dollars a month. Yeah, no fucking thing to that. Um, next on my list of episodes is the uh, was it 132, 133, I think. Yeah, 132 and 133. That was the episodes that we did, the the long version, two part episodes that we did on being authentically you. Remember that? Yep, that was that was awesome. Um, I really, I really liked kind of self-reflecting with that episode and seeing you know where I am being authentic and where I am not necessarily being as as authentic as I could be and then breaking down why right the human psychology behind why are we why do we kind of um not necessarily fake but not be as true to ourselves as we would be just to try to fit in with with the tribe you know oh yeah I, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, it's just just for shits and giggles. I was gonna throw the tribalism episode in on the list. There you go. But I didn't put that on there. Sorry, man. But yeah, I really I I liked that one. And we you know we talked about we talked about fashion, which is an interesting thing. Um, you know when you hear the word fashion, I know we talked about this, but you you got you know eighty percent of our audience is males, right? And they're like, well, I'm not fashionable. And it's like, you, are you wearing fucking hey dudes? Because if you're wearing Hey Dudes, you're a fashionable bitch because those things are not comfortable, nor good for your feet. Oh, really? Fuck no. You ever put a pair on your feet? Oh, they look like... They're like... They're weird looking. They're like dude. shit moccasins. Really? Yeah. Why are they so popular? Because they, they're easy to slip on when you're fat, and uh, and everybody everybody <laughs> wears them and thinks they look cool. They're like they're like suburban boat shoes. Really? I don't know. I I might be just talking too much shit. I I don't own them, but I've put them on my feet before, and I'm not a fan. Oh man! I mean, the biggest the biggest thing I always think about with fashion is that you know what you can take your your physicality, your physical fitness is your fashion because you can take a fat out of weight dude and put him in a Versace, you know, silk shirt, right? And it's gonna look like shit. Oh, he's just gonna look like a fucking coke dealer. Yeah, and if you take a three dollar Fruit of the Loom, um, whatever V-neck T-shirt from Walmart, and put it on the dude that's fit. All of a sudden, that shirt looks pretty damn good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. So your physical fitness is is fashion, man. But there's a lot of people out there trying to put lipstick on a pig. Oh, trust me, no. <laughs> right? Just you just gotta go in public now. Go to a Costco or Walmart and just sit down, <laughs> and you could just probably sit for hours. Staring at the, the clown show. Yeah, I was I was watching I was watching some shit this morning at the gym, and it's just like, man, there's some, there's just some interesting cats out there, you know. There's just, oh, I can't, I can't handle the uh, ILS that's happening. What is ILS? The invisible lat syndrome. Oh, the boy, the boys whose shoulders don't relax. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the but the boys who. Uh... Don't do their pull-ups, so they're missing lats, so they have to provide the invisible lat syndrome to give you the essence that they have lats. There you go. Some, yeah, I'm not real big on that. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just, a, it's a whole different, 
Maybe it's social media. I don't know. There, there I mean, is a big a lot of people taking pictures. I don't know how they do it. There's a lot of you know. There's a big thing going on with social media and 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 the gym. Like it's it's a thing, and it's not even like I, I like to talk shit about the young kids, but it's not even just the young kids, man. There's grown ass men in the middle of the morning that I see taking their mirror selfies so they can fuck you know, and they're checking different angles. Anybody would know? Oh yeah, somebody you know. He looks like Jack Sparrow. I'm sure you've seen him there in the morning. Sparrow. He's got tattoos and a mustache. Looks like Jack Sparrow. I, he, he, I got oh. my own little names for all the people that I don't actually know at the gym, and he looks like the fucking. He looks like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. He must be earlier than when I come in because I have no clue what you're talking about. You you know him if I pointed him out, but no. but yeah, man, it's just uh, it's an interesting like look at me, look what I'm doing type of attitude. You know, yeah, it's just you know, you used to be just going and do your business, and now it's just people want to put out a an image versus just be who they are. Well, it's looking for that external gratification versus the internal gratification, right? Yeah, it's somebody telling you, you know, it's 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 sharing with your sharing with your social media group or your friend group or whatever that you were at the gym putting a workout in versus just like driving home with that feeling right you know those feeling so we we do a you know we do we do our hell hell day tuesday right our sisyphus workouts on tuesday and tuesdays tuesdays suck man sometimes my tuesdays are you know 700 800 calories on a tuesday morning for an hour and a half and they're just grinding workouts and that feeling when you're driving home and you're just like the blood is drained from your head and you're just absolutely destroyed like, you don't get that from sharing your fucking social media pic on the internet. You know? Yeah. Like, that's a rewarding-ass feeling. Even though it doesn't feel like it in the moment, that's a rewarding-ass feeling. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, number four for the People's Choice of episodes was uh, was with Yessa. That was the number four down, most downloaded episode. Um, you, I'll, let you, I'll let you tell us about the Yessa episode, because she's closer to you. Yeah, Yessa is, um, she's also on my people's list. So, Yessa and her family, I've gotten to know them. They're um, refugees from a country that's not mentioned. Um, she has a Russian background, but it just, you know, her story just paints a picture for us as to this is what life is like in, you know, um, other countries that I think we've mentioned many times in other episodes that there's, yeah, there's a lot of hardships um, that they deal with that aren't first world problems. And it was just her journey of how, journey and struggles and challenges, how she came here, how she got her family here, and, you know, she's still dealing with, you know, some of those struggles now. And, yeah, just meeting, meeting people like her and the conversations, you know, we have. And, you know, I've, I've, I've met their family her brother and just hearing some of the stories is just it just opens your eyes to say just to remind you that you know the world we live in is not the norm we have our little pocket here in the united states but guess what everybody deals with some insane challenges elsewhere so that was episode 114 and that went live on june 18th if you guys want to go back and listen to that one that's a good one. Um, next on my list, I think I really, really liked the Jen Drummond episode. That was episode one thirty five. What a what a great story of someone just putting their mind to something and challenging themselves with something that you never right. So Jen challenged herself to climb a mountain, and because of the kind of, I guess the lack of of motivation or the lack of impressiveness of the goal of just climbing a mountain she set out and made herself a goal that she aligned with her coach to uh summit the second highest peaks on all seven continents and um one thing that i didn't know until the episode was that uh most of the time those second highest peaks are much less commercialized and way harder to do than the commercialized brethren that are the number one highest peaks on the continent because there are not the commercial availability. There aren't the people that have been climbing it for the last two weeks and have all the routes figured out. So, um, you know, Jen set up that 
that goal for herself and work towards it grinding day after day after day after day. And eventually, you know, after losing a friend and, and somebody else, I think lost a limb, right. Or something like that. Um, she, she made it. And I mean, that's what, that's the whole goal of the guests on these podcasts is we want to, we want to learn something from them, but really we want to just, we just want to hear stories that inspire the shit out of us and push us to be better and push us to motivate us to be, to be stronger, harder working individuals, because if somebody like that can just put her mind to it and make it and achieve it, that, do, that means that you and I can do the same thing, whether it yeah. be, you know, whatever our goals be. Yeah. And it's not just people that, you know, have these big goals and they've overcome certain things. It's just, uh, sometimes for even myself is just learning something completely new that either one, I don't know, or probably might not have been comfortable with. So going back to the discussion with Magda K. <laughs> it's just like hey okay, i was out of my element completely at first uh, it was just stuff was going over my head but i was like wow you know in the end it's like hey it's a lot of food for thought right and it just it's good information and you can process it and keep some and throw some out whatever you want but that's what this podcast is set up to do yeah the the magda episode is definitely on my list because magda the magda, magda episode magda the mag yeah not maga no, we're not, it is we're not trumping. We're not trumping here. It is Magda. She says some, uh, you know. Okay, yeah, you're right. Some folks call it Magda, which is fine. Um, yeah, she that that was definitely on my list. I really, I appreciated that conversation. That conversation was in my wheelhouse. I've done a lot of the research into the stuff that she had, you know, lived, and it's just it's a really really interesting kind of, you know what would you call that type of a topic in the United States? It's a very taboo taboo topic in the United States. You start to talk about sexuality and sex cults and um, just being a better lover, right? I mean, that's really when we're in the bedroom, a lot of us are providers and we want to be able to give our partner the most pleasure that they can possibly have because you know, it's like giving a gift, right? What's, yeah. what's better? What's better? Getting a getting a cool gift from a friend or giving a friend a gift where they open it and go, "Oh my god, this is the coolest thing!" Right? Yeah. Giving a gift is way better, and and a lot of times that's what it's like in the bedroom too. Like, you know, giving that body convulsing, mind shattering, earthquaking orgasm is way better than you know receiving it. Yeah, and I think the big thing is you, she talked about is being able to communicate that with your. Uh partner so that's huge and her content's real tastefully done so like i said i I followed her and all of a sudden the algorithms just uh decided to put a whole bunch of other shit in my uh, feed perfect which is interesting but um but it was good good episode that's on my list so zuckerberg personally put that in here he's like oh martin needs to learn some things (laughs) really let's check this box some stuff is a little way out there so i'd be like you know clicking the three dot uh i don't want to see this ad Oh yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I, another one on my list is shattered illusions, idealism versus reality. Yep. That's on my list too. Cause I think it's, it's very, very important, not just for our listeners, but man, we're living in a world right now where I think idealism is just overtaking reality. And I shouldn't say world, but we're living in a country right now. And that's, that's an issue. And I think that's something important that people have to really evaluate themselves on. Yeah, let's 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 just kind of dig in quick into that idealism versus reality like that. When we talk about idealism, what we what we're talking about is we're talking about the fact that, you know, a ton of what people would like to see or what people want us to work towards or what people have as goals for human beings is just it's not reality. You can't put people in a place where they can um like, for example, you want to talk about like work ethic and, and working and, and universal basic income and stuff like that. Like if you put people in a place where that they can just sit around and be lazy and not have to work for anything, they a large majority of people will sit in that place. Inevitably forever. Now, there is a fine there. There is a balance there. I think there is a place just on that specific topic. I think there is a place because you can't just let people suffer. You can't just let people drown. You can't just let people that are in hard times 
starve to death. But I don't, I also don't think you need to give everyone a paycheck just for being alive. Right. I mean, you can't enable them. It goes back to that saying is, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man a fish, he, you know, lives. So Eats for a lifetime, Martin. That's the second half. He eats for a lifetime. Eats for a lifetime. Yep. I, I think in survival mode here. <laughs> but it's, um, um, I think in that podcast, if I didn't use it there, it's, you know, the programs I was involved in with our, our county was a failure because um, they've had one person in the last, you know, more than a decade that I've been here make it out of the program. Otherwise, the rest of the homeless uh, are still the same people. And they've just been enabled to live that lifestyle instead well, of challenged. And let's be realistic. The county that we live in is an extremely... Um, can we even call that democratic, almost socialist county? Yeah. When it comes to the mentality, the mentality is very in line with socialism in our county. So it really is just about feeling good about yourself for giving these people a, you know, a a meal and a, and a, and a home constantly and not ever second guessing the fact that you should also be teaching them how to be self-sufficient and helping them get out of that race, not race, that, whatever you want to call it shit life and yeah. that that part of it is ignored yeah it's um yeah it's a hamster wheel that they're on and unless you teach them how to get out they're just going to keep spinning so you know and it's it's a difference uh privately funded um shelter that you know I was part of is flourishing right now there's a lot of people you know quote graduating from that program but these are people that are screened before they come in and they're single moms and they're taught to taught to work, taught a skill that they can use to, you know, make money and support their kids. And their kids are taught structure. And in that, you get, you know, these 10, 10 months, you can get people graduating the program and living on their own independently, managing their finances and back on their feet. It's kind of the, yeah, so they teach them the fish and they can you know, eat for the rest of their lifetime. So... There's the big difference. I think right there is a pretty good example of, you know, publicly funded most everything versus privately funded everything, right? Yeah, sad to say, but, I mean, it's truth. There's just lack of oversight, I guess. You know, lack of intelligence, lack of investment. Lack of accountability. Lack of accountability, yeah. Um, So here's where my conspiracy theory is going to come in. Number five, most downloaded episode is an episode that I don't even remember recording. I have no idea what it was about. Oh, it was episode 111 on May 26th, and it's Russian relations and physical growth. Like, uh, I don't remember what that episode is even about, but it did the Russian hackers up their download numbers for their Russian episode? Is that what happened there? <laughs> I don't know, man. You remember that episode at all? That's that was like a blip because that one was. I think we just kind of like you know made an Oreo out of it and put the cookie in the filling, and I think it was a current event that was going on. Okay, yeah, so, I, I that's I looked at it and I'm like, this has got to be bullshit. And then I looked at the numbers, I'm like, yep, this is number five. Okay, I, I think don't... there was a current event, and I think people wanted to probably know. Okay, it's a thought. What are these guys thinking on this? All right, well, fair. That was the people's number five. Oh, what's your uh, what's your next one? I'm just going to my list. I happened to close my lock my phone, so I got to re reopen it again because I didn't print the <laughs> I didn't print these out. They're in my oh, phone. Here, I'll throw one. Out uh, okay, go ahead. So the one with John Graham, illuminating health with uh, uh, red light therapy. Um, I've gotten to know John uh, over Instagram after the podcast and. And I have one of the units, and it's helped me quite a bit. Um, I got a herniated disc that I've been just dealing with. And not just that, but it's even, uh, I'll be honest, even if I get bloating from shitty eating, put that on, and it takes the bloating away in 15 minutes. So it's a pretty amazing little tool. You know, I even take it in my hot tub and put it on. While I'm, you know, dunking in there for a yeah, while. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome that it's waterproof. Yeah, I think that's probably the big thing. You can strap it on, 
I can, you know, sit there at a, at a game and, you know, have it under my shirt and on my back. So it's, yeah, pretty cool tool. So, and you need that because you're like 60 now. Yeah. I'm like a hundred <laughs> Chinese years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Chinese dog and years. dog years. Are like dog years. <laughs> different ratio. Um, next on my list was the 139-140 that we just did about the nutritive mismatch and the B vitamin megadosing. Um, the biggest thing for those episodes is those episodes and that research from from that book. Um, what was the book? Uh, Ending craving or to end craving? Yeah. Um, that research completely upended a lot of what I understood or even thought about um, nutrition. And the funny thing is, is the answer is always the same, no matter what you, no matter what you want to look at, whether you're talking vegan, keto, um, low carb, high carb, uh, the, the answer is always the same. If you eat real whole foods, you are going to be better off. It, 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 it doesn't matter whether it's real whole foods and your energy sources are coming from fat or real whole foods and your energy sources are coming from carbohydrates it, or real whole foods and your balanced diet between fats and carbohydrates and you're getting natural proteins, the answer is always the same. Get rid of the processed food. Now, what really, what really hit me hard is the B vitamin part of that. And I, I mean, I know that a lot of the stuff that I was consuming had B vitamins in it, but I never sat down and really cared because B vitamin is water soluble and you just piss it out. Well, clearly, even though it's water soluble and you piss it out, it is affecting our metabolism because like in like one of the studies that I quoted from the book, just feeding pregnant rats 10 times the ADA or the RDA for B vitamins increased their body fat. They lost less body fat after they gave birth. And their young were more likely to be overweight. That's not like, that's not comparing a, a Cheetos and, and cereal diet to a, you know, all natural American diet. This is literally the same exact foods, but just adding a 10x dose of B vitamins daily. Hmm. And I'm probably at 100 to 200x dose of B vitamins a day. So um, definitely looking at, cutting all of those out, all of the added B vitamins out along with re-engineering my diet and worrying less about the macronutrient breakdown and just getting a lot more whole foods and cutting all the processed crap out. So oh. that, that was on mine. Cause that was, that one, that one blew my mind. That one threw me for a loop. That one was one where like that whole week while I was reading that book, I was just like, what, yeah. what? What? It was just a constant, like, what? That was crazy. Oh, Would, makes sense. That's part of your, uh, your physical goal. Yes. Preparatory. Yep. Awesome, man. I mean, I went through my list already, so. Oh, you got through your list? All right, let me see if there's anything else that I had on my list that I wanted to. I mean, other than aging gracefully, which is not on the list, but <laughs> one that affects me here. Yeah, well, aging gracefully does affect you. Um, I mean, it will affect me in a few years, but right now I'm still running this bitch with the full throttle. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. The last one that I had was episode 117, Unleashing Unbreakable Resilience. And I think one of the most awesome things about grit and fortitude and resilience is, is you are not worrying about individual challenges you are worrying about building your toolbox and your confidence so that whatever challenge you have coming at you today, tomorrow, two years from now, six years from now, you go into that confident that your toolbox will, will, will contain the needed tool or at least you will know how to get the needed tool to overcome that adverse situation. And that right there is the epitome of the teaching the man how to fish, right? Yeah. We are teaching ourselves how to be confident that whatever we face, we are going to come out the backside better, stronger, leaner, more badass. That was the last one I had on my list. 
Awesome. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we needed to get in this week before um, before New Year's. Yeah, before New Year's. Technically, it's going to come out on New Year's. Yeah, this will come out on New Year's Eve. I don't. This it's weird with the holidays being on Monday because Monday is usually when our podcasts release. But there's nobody's gonna be sitting around on Christmas Day or New Year's Day. Well, maybe New Year's Day, but nobody's gonna be sitting around on Christmas Day listening to podcasts, right? So it'll be a weird week for podcasting this week or yeah. these next two weeks. Yeah, you never know. Maybe they're listening when they're driving. So, yeah, listening with the kids. Yep. Definitely don't listen to me <laughs> with your kids. I've gotten better, but I'm still a little bit of a potty mouth. Yeah, but I don't know. Challenge to our uh, listeners is they make us next year, you know, new challenges, new adventures, and stay squared away. Yeah, and uh, a challenge for us with the podcast for next year, I had a few people reach out. Um, they really want to see video. 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 Um, and one guy that reached out, it wasn't necessarily full-length video that he cared about. He doesn't watch our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. But he, what he wants to see is he wants to see a lot more um, cut highlights on social media from stuff that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So going into the new year, one challenge that I have for me and for us is um, I'm going to figure out a way for us to do long-form video of each episode and then um, each week cutting highlights for social media, which should also help the podcast grow a lot because if you send, you know, right, we, we ask everybody, hey, if you got a chance, send the podcast to somebody that you think would like it, that's cool. But when somebody sends you like, hey, you should listen to this, it's not as powerful as a clip that really hits home and somebody sends it to you, right? Yeah. So, like, that, that's going to be the big goal for us going into 2024 is to have those, those highlight clips that we can share on social media so that all you guys can, can kind of share with your, with your groups and kind of rising tide will lift all boats, hopefully. Yeah, no, that's true. Because then, uh, I mean, we can have the audio clips, but, yeah, what video is going to be going to tie to it, right, Ollie? Yeah, exactly. Got it. All right, that's a wrap. Later. Later.